0: hey hello what's up and welcome into this week's episode of the geek garage podcast i am ted joined as always by show founder david say hello david hello
1: ted how are you
0: I'm doing well man how are you
1: uh man it's uh well it's been a day you know i won't bore you with the nitty-gritty details um or our listeners rather i've already bored you with the details yes, earlier yes. um yes <laughs> yes i i apologize in advance or re- i guess retroactively in this case that m- my plight has served as um an inconvenience for you, you know?
0: i just want to point out that um you are doing just a bang-up job of not boring any of our listeners with your problems uh moving right along thank you david for answering the question and so much more mm-hmm. uh, yeah this well, week that's what i'm here for that's true uh among other things this week it's episode number 80 and we are covering one of the uh, let's say greatest alien invasion ensemble films of the 90s. One of two alien invasion ensemble films of the 90s. <laughs> uh, yeah, two, two, two sounds right, yeah. I think. Maybe, I mean, maybe. Uh, it's a short list. Uh, and that is Mars Attacks. Bet you weren't expecting that. Yeah, Neither yeah, were we. it,
1: <laughs> yeah. W- w- this movie took very little, um, w- what do you call it? Like. i I mean yes took little little prep time but as far as deciding that we were going to do an episode on it like ted was like well um mars attacks is celebrating a birthday in december so we could talk about mars attacks and i was like you know what i used to watch the shit out of that movie as a kid so fuck it let's do an episode on mars attacks
0: yeah it was pretty much one of those uh well, we got nothing better to do. Kind of kind of episodes. So,
1: right. And uh, uh, upon further inspection with the movie trivia, I f- discovered that it is in a way kind of a Christmas movie, a little bit, and hmm. we'll we'll get to that later. It's not a uh, a fascinating story, but it is a little bit of a Christmas movie. Yeah. So, uh yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh it is kind of a fun movie though. Uh mm-hmm. flawed, but fun. Um, like so many films that we discuss and that I like, frankly, um, mm-hmm. does hold a bit of a nostalgia for us. Uh, I think I was 10 or so when this movie came out, David, you were probably around the same age. Right. Um, so I guess you definitely were around the same age, I should say, but, uh, yeah. you know, it kind of hit right in, right in that time. This is in the middle of a big run for Tim Burton, uh, this mm-hmm. was a bit of a misstep, I think for a lot of people or in a lot of people's eyes, I should say, um, from his, catalog but we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more about that um yeah like we said it was kind of random for us to visit it or revisit it but uh i i think i'm glad i we did mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah uh, sitting right here right now doing this podcast episode i am actually really glad um i mean that could change you know 20 minutes from now yeah, we're well, like... when we're like
0: we're in the middle of the episode and we're like oh fuck this actually kind of sucks doesn't it <laughs> Uh, yeah uh, it's insane to me that 2020 is almost over with yeah um it was just it seems like just a couple of weeks ago that we were getting uh plans together to go to all these conventions and now here we uh-huh. are at the end of the year and we're getting plans together to hopefully not die of a horrific disease right so in that yeah. regard not unlike getting ready to go to conventions yeah so put in put in the music you write about yeah David, we mentioned at the top that uh, this movie has uh, basically everybody in it. It's an ensemble film.
1: Yes, it's it's definitely one of those. It would be easier to tell you who's not in it uh, because it just fucking has. (laughs) He's not in it. Right. Uh, President George W. Bush. He's not in it. That's true. Barack Obama. He's not in it. That's true also. Uh, Yes. And that's why everybody else alive was yes. it? <laughs> <laughs> right. And honest honestly, like I have trouble wrapping my head around how this all fell into place where he got all of these actors. And like apparently it was the original idea was to have it even bigger, to have like I think 60 different actors, like relatively well known actors in this movie but they had to cut it down to like 21 or 22, something like that. But that's fucking still a lot.
0: Yeah. A that's lot almost too much because then you start getting into the territory of some of those really, really kind of terrible movies. Like, um, was it Valentine's Suicide Day? Squad? <laughs> yes. Also. Uh, <laughs> um, but just where it's like, it's a bunch of people you recognize and you're like, oh, that's great. And then you think about it and you're like, that movie is actually kind of terrible. It just had a lot of people in it. Um, <laughs> right so it's, it's kind of a good thing that they brought this down also like i think we're going to disagree on this point i was reading through your notes earlier and i think we're going to disagree on this point but like i think the mm-hmm. pacing in this movie was like bad yeah, okay so i think that if it had a, a lot more uh you know if it, if it had a larger number of stars quote-unquote stars it would be even worse because then everybody would try or you'd have mm-hmm. to try and get everybody involved in it
1: sure yeah um, and I mean, there are you know the some of the like A level actors, I guess if if that's how you should refer to them. Um, you know, some of them get more time than others. Like uh, Danny DeVito, you know, he's a relatively well known actor. He was really big in the eighties and nineties, but he has what maybe like two or three scenes in the entire movie. Like yeah, he's not—he's
0: not- he's basically like a glorified cameo.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not, and yeah, I I think as I was reading over the trivia before we started recording, um, his part was originally supposed to go to someone else, I forget the actor, but, um, I, I think that had a little bit to do with the reasoning for, for that, but anyways, yeah, um. Like we said, everyone's in this movie. So Jack Nicholson, who of course he plays two people. He plays the president of the United States, and he also plays—I uh, forget the character's name—but he's basically the one who is computer developer. Yeah, um, and uh, and of course his character um, as president. He's married to Glenn Close. I forget the name of her character, but um, Annette Benning, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, this is basically. Right in the middle of his stint as um, 007, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I
0: think this came between GoldenEye and um Tomorrow Never Dies.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Because, yeah, GoldenEye was like kind of teetering on early 90s, right? Like, uh, I want to say it came out in
0: 95, and then okay. Tomorrow Never Dies came out in 97. So this was sandwiched right in between the two, I believe yeah
1: that sounds about right uh yeah like we said danny devito uh, martin shorts sarah jessica parker michael j fox rod S- is it steiger or do you know
0: no no one knows it's provocative <laughs> uh
1: tom jones uh it's not unusual uh natalie portman jim brown pam greer uh that's ted's favorite uh sylvia Sidney and jack black uh, uh just- baby jack black right yes uh baby face this is um, one of which,
0: his early movie roles i don't know if it was his first one off the top of my head but it was early this was yeah. not long after he was on the x-files either and every time uh, i watched oh, that yeah. episode of the x-files i'm like like i haven't seen it 14 <laughs> times right like,
1: yeah i i always forget he had a, a role on the x-files I, I forget at what capacity like
0: you know, he was uh, he was a a fairly relevant character for a whole episode well, for most okay. of the episodes, spoiler alert, he does not end well, uh, as I recall. <laughs> but,
1: so yeah. it was mostly, it, so it was just reduced to like one episode, basically.
0: Yeah, he, he was just like a, uh, this is like before he was any kind of famous. So he right, was just right. like basically a, a guy that got brought in, you know, for yeah. a week episode. Um, yeah, this is, uh, it's got a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox's last movie role. Fun fact. He was <laughs> in. Uh, sort of. <laughs> Well, he was in television shows after this, but he was never in another big screen movie.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, uh, I think he's, he did a little bit of voice acting and he was in. Okay. So I should say
0: live acting, I should say. Yeah. Um, Uh, And of course now he's fully retired and uh, we wish him the best here at the Geek Garage. mm -hmm, With that struggle with Parkinson's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was also the last film for Sylvia Sidney. Uh, She ended up passing in 1999, I believe Mm -hmm. it was. And I'm not too super familiar with her filmography, but I believe it's extensive. And I think she was big in the the black and white film days, I want to say.
0: Yeah, she had a long career, but uh, of course, like you said, this was pretty much the end of it. Um, If I recall correctly, this was... was her last credit as well. Um, yeah
1: um yeah she uh of course she plays the the grandma that it kind of feels like she has a little bit of dementia going on in the movie but I feel like
0: that's putting it kind of mildly
1: it, you think so i yeah, i don't maybe it's... i'm I, I just never really looked at it that way i just um i don't know I, I i think it's one of those things where you try and separate the way you look at the you looked at the movie as a kid versus how you look at it now and as a kid like i was a lot dumber back then i'm dumb now
0: like so just you know. imagine how dumb child david was
1: <laughs> right exactly um so you know when she's like i want to see slim and i want to see tommy and i want to see john and i'm like oh okay so she's just a fun kooky grandma like <laughs> like dementia didn't but the cold, even really... hard,
0: sad truth of it is that She's slowly losing her battle with Alzheimer's. Exactly. Now who's bringing um, it down, Ted? Way you go.
1: <laughs> you
0: dipshit. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah. Uh, so um, this was just a, um, an interesting piece of trivia that I found uh, that I didn't really know of beforehand. But Pam Greer, who uh, played Jackie Brown in... Jackie Brown.
0: Mhm.
1: Uh, which uh, yes, uh, basically coffee. I I think that movie came like directly after this, like the year after. It did. Uh, yeah. But she so Tim Burton basically just gave her the role. Like he initially wanted her to audition for it, but she was like my my dog is sick, he's like terminally terminally ill and I don't want to leave him. Um and so he was like, okay. But then he kept on pushing and pushing, I guess. And eventually he was just like, well, that's exactly how I want this mother character, uh, to, to act and be portrayed in the film. So I'm just going to fucking give it to her. And if she accepts, then that's cool. And yeah, so she ended up accepting. And, uh, I thought, I mean, she didn't have a lot of, you know, walking room in this movie but the few scenes that she was in like I thought she killed it like the bus scene fucking cracks me up every time
0: yeah um Pam is great and and in my opinion still underrated even mm-hmm. even with Jackie Brown into the consideration so um right. that that's a that's a cool little story also a little side bit about her and her dog yeah um, I think my favorite bit of casting trivia about this is uh is Nicholson they mm-hmm. originally wanted to get Michael Keaton To play that role, one of those roles. And um of course Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson worked together with Tim with director Tim Burton on Batman. Um and Keaton had to pull out for scheduling, I think it was. So they're just like, fuck it. Uh and the studio and everybody told Burton repeatedly, like, you cannot kill off Jack Nicholson's character, it's Jack Nicholson, blah blah blah. And Tim Burton was like, "Mm, okay, cool. I'm gonna cast (laughs) him in two roles and he's gonna die in both of them. So suck a dick. that's one of my favorite like bits of casting trivia ever just he's like i'm gonna cast jack nicholson twice and kill him twice and fuck you (laughs) for asking
1: (laughs) and uh, apparently jack nicholson didn't have too much of an issue with it because he ended up doing the movie
0: yeah he said he he loved working with burton on uh, batman and just jumped at the chance to do it again for this one
1: yeah he he didn't even like Apparently he didn't even read the script. He was just like, fuck it. Like, you know, I had a lot of fun with Batman. Let's do it Mine, again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and then, uh, sorry, we're going to say something else.
0: I was going to say, I, I think um, my my favorite person in this movie, though, is Pierce Brosnan. I, I love it when Brosnan plays these off-type characters. And he he does, mm-hmm. you know, he or he has fairly often throughout his career. Um, because he's just so fucking handsome and suave like he was the, the perfect casting for right. bond in the 90s right y- yeah and that's pretty much what he's remembered as just like this handsome suave amazing debonair motherfucker that all the men in the world are like fuck you pierce brosnan you're the best why <laughs> are you the best
1: yeah and he basically he he plays like the science version of james bond um, it, he's, or the he's scientist version oh so
0: fucking good in this movie that's why i love when he plays these off type comedy characters because he's so funny
1: yeah his yeah, comedic he,
0: timing is amazing i know
1: uh, like basically all his convers. i just want him and sarah jessica parker to like reunite and do like a movie of some sort like i don't even really give a shit what it is but like their chemistry their back and forth was like hilarious that's great
0: he has what is one of my favorite line readings in any movie ever where uh, after they've attacked the Martians have basically destroyed the US Army uh, Mm -hmm. at the the first meeting he just is like ladies and gentlemen this could be a cultural misunderstanding and it's just so funny (laughs) the way it's just like you just watch this utter decimation and he's like "Mm, maybe this was
1: not (laughs) right like
0: if you haven't seen this movie try and look that up at least on youtube if you don't want to watch the whole film because that line is so fucking good
1: (laughs) yeah i mean because up until that point like he, he especially was throwing out all kinds of reasons why the aliens wouldn't come to earth to hurt everyone like he was citing like their advanced technology which i don't even really understand like how you deduce that from like they have an advanced tech so obviously they're not going to come to kill us like how the fuck did you put that together
0: well it's kind of like um to advance to that level where you're traveling through the stars you would so it's sort of like a a human centric view of the universe and universal history, where the thinking is, if you have gotten that far along the quote unquote technological timeline to where you're, you have developed the ability to travel interplanetary Mm. or interplanetarily, I guess um, you would have by necessity made it through any potential extinction level weapon epics. Right. Mm. So, like, whereas our timeline goes and we have the atomic bomb, the aliens were like, "Nah, we're going to go to fucking Mars, bitch. And, <laughs> and that's, uh, well, I guess they're from Mars. So they're like, we're going to go to Earth, bitch, uh, or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's basically yeah. the thinking there.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, either way, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when he's like, when they're on the ship and they're basically just heads, you know, he's he's like a head on you know, something like a, a crane of some sort, and she is uh, effectively sure. on her dog. Um, <laughs> they swap, you know, their heads. <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> because reasons. Because Tim Burton, that's why. Yep, that's, uh, you know what? Good enough. <laughs> um, and, and he's like, you know, you-, you make me feel like a schoolboy. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like
1: this. It- this is like James Bond if he wasn't like smooth as fuck. Like, you know, if he didn't really know how to talk to women.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like J- James Bond minus charisma is basically
1: <laughs> Right. Like so it it's kind of like the looks of James Bond, but the the social skills of Q.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, you know. True.
0: Probably true, though. Probably
1: true. I, I mean, what do I know about the fucking social sk- skills of Q? This is just me in a lame-ass attempt yeah. to put it into he's, terms. He's that...
0: British, so his social skills are automatically better than ours.
1: <sighs> That's how All that right. works. I've decided. It's uh, it's not racist if it's positive.
0: Or about the British, because they're white, so. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: yeah, I know that was a bit of a stretch, but, yeah. you know.
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, like we said, the, the cast is absolutely fucking stacked. Mm -hmm. That is one of the, probably the biggest positive for this movie. Right. Um, I know, like I said earlier, I think we're going to disagree about the pacing. I, I have some problems with this movie, but I keep going back and forth in my head. Like I can't decide if they're, if these things hold the movie back or they make it more charming. Mm hmm. And normally it would be very obvious to me like, oh, they hold the movie back. They drag it down. They make it less than great. In this case, I'm not so sure. And the reason is, is because this movie is a deliberate riff on all the like schlocky fifties B movies. Mm -hmm. um, And those were all like that because they were, you know, schlocky fifties B movies. (laughs) They were made, they were made by people that weren't uh i don't want to say as good but like weren't as talented in a lot of ways and didn't have the production budget or like the editing budget and things like that of, of the bigger hollywood films um or bigger studio films so like they had a lot of problems most of them some right. of them we look back on as like classics but think about it the ones we look back on as classics are like legitimately classic but for every one of those there's like 10 Ed Wood movies right <laughs> right And that's, this is a direct send up of movies like that. I mean, the movie Burton made right before this was literally Ed Wood. Right. Of a director who made movies like this. So I I can't like, I want to, I want to feel like I'm not a huge Burton fan by any stretch, but like, I definitely understand that he's not a moron. So I kind of want to give him props for this and points, like add points to the score rather than take them away for, for some of the issues this movie has.
1: Yeah, I I feel like this movie is really self aware in, in that aspect. Like, it kind of like what you were saying. It's it knows that it's setting out to setting out to like be a spoof on you know all those old like horror and sci fi movies that were very much B style movies and uh yeah i don't know it's just i guess what i was what i meant with like the pacing part uh with us disagreeing on it i with the pacing overall like i thought it was pretty good but i think most of what i was referencing was the runtime like it's it's not excessively long um so i I think that's kind of what i what i meant excuse me what i meant when i said pacing like um yeah i mean like i i do feel like there were a couple of oddly placed scenes where like like the next scene or you know when a character would walk out of one room and into another like it it was just a little bit odd of a placement but you know that could just tie into what we were just talking about with the whole quote-unquote appeal of the movie is that it's like schlocky and kind of messy in parts but it's all of that on purpose
0: yeah so like i said i i I want to give him credit for that but i don't know that i since i don't know that it was intentional like i feel like it would be wrong to give him credit for it but at the same time like since i don't not know that it was intentional like i feel like i can't take them away either so i kind of i kind of teeter back back and forth like is this a mess or is it a masterpiece like i don't think on its best day it's a masterpiece but i i i want to believe that it's more than just like a colossal shit show of pacing and like because as funny as jack nicholson's dual role is like the whole the whole second part the casino development and annette benning's character like that could all be cut and the movie would suffer nothing Mm -hmm. in my opinion um i i mean they do kind of tie her arc up nicely with um Jim Brown and and Tom Jones and a couple other people as they try to escape Las Vegas. But like, by and large, I feel like that could all just be done away with. And the movie is still great. Like you lose some funny bits, but like, I think, I think you gain more by not having that in there. But again, like that's something that a lot of schlocky B movies have is like a weird B or C plot that doesn't add anything, but is there because reasons,
1: yeah, so now we're just falling back to our old familiar patterns of is this garbage or is this genius?
0: I feel like um, it's kind of both.
1: Can't, right? Can it be both? Like, yeah. I mean, that's what I—I I, I feel like I'm asking this, uh, like in a can I have this for Christmas kind of way. Like, can it be both? Please, I'm, um, it's like. Like her, uh, her whole thing at uh, the, the, what is it? The, the Al- Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. I, I was like, when I revisited this the other day, I was like, okay. Like, I mean, it explains why she was upset and she uh, at the, the casino bar when her and, you know, Jack Nicholson part two uh, were hanging out and she's like, I can't believe you're drinking around me or whatever she says. And you know, we see her at a um AA meeting and of course it kind of explains that, but like, is this just a scene to give her more scenes, I guess, but
0: it's like, it's know. like character development for a character that like, doesn't need it need to be in the movie. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's sort of the reverse of that is like, there are so many great nods and like, homages to other classic films, both in the sense of like truly classic films. Like um, I think the most obvious nod is probably to Dr. Strangelove, but like even to other like fifties B movies, there's nods. Mm And
1: it's
0: like, like I said, Tim Burton is no dummy. So he, he, I think he knows what he's doing or I think he knew what he was doing, but at the same time, it's like, it's so it's it's walking a fine line man it's walking mm. a fine line
1: <laughs> yeah uh maybe it just feels off because it doesn't have johnny depp in it
0: maybe yeah. that's it I mean or I,
1: helena bonham carter well yeah <laughs> who i mean basically have been in every single uh tim burton movie since the dawn of time with the exception of this and like one other batman um
0: that might be I mean, whole list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but uh, yeah, earlier in uh, I I guess it might have been in the intro. Uh yeah, it was in the intro when I mentioned that this was or is kind of sort of a Christmas movie. So what I meant by that was like So when the martians va- uh, vaporize the humans, their skeletons are the only thing that remains and they're either green or red. Uh I didn't pick up on this as a kid or even now. um, But I, as a kid, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I, I noticed that the, the green skeletons, they were shot with the green ray gun or whatever you want to call it. And then the red skeletons were shot by the red ray gun. Uh, But apparently they're green and red because this movie was originally supposed to debut on Christmas day back in 1996. So, yeah,
0: that's a that's a cool little very burden esque nod. <laughs> mm-hmm. to
1: yeah, it's like Merry Christmas, people have, have an alien invasion.
0: Yeah, um, the funny thing about the the weapons is that like the, the vaporizing is scary and probably a pretty good way to go, but like they were originally going to be much more gruesome.
1: Oh yeah, I I really wish that they would have went with that. <laughs>
0: Well, they wanted to get that PG thirteen rating, and you mm-hmm. know, probably good they did because this movie made about four dollars total. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, and that was back when like movie tickets were eight dollars. Yeah, so
0: yeah, yeah I, this it, it it wasn't a flop outright because it, it 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 made money. It just didn't make a lot of money, so it was very disappointing. You know, they thought they were going to make uh, a good amount of money. I think this movie cost like sixty or seventy million dollars to make, which probably looking at the cast is about right.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, it just all went it, to the cast.
0: Yeah, I think another twenty million for marketing, and then the movie made like one hundred and ten million dollars worldwide. So they they were like, okay, we're, let's let's get to the black right right now, right now. And then the movie was out of theaters, and they were like, whoo <laughs>
1: right, just just under the under the wire. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I'm, I'm glad you touched on the the you know, the R rating for the the first draft of the script where the deaths were a little bit more gruesome yeah like people were supposedly like having holes blown through their chest and like limbs were blown off and they were bisected it was i read that and i was like holy shit like i want to see
0: see this i want to see it too you know
1: (laughs) yeah like i I don't know it's just i feel like the interest level overall would just go up um I wonder if he would still try and push for an R rating. D- director's cut. <laughs> or, yeah. Rating, R-
0: director's cut of Mars attacks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the never before seen version, not in theaters.
0: <laughs> the version you've never seen before. <laughs> so, yeah. The, so one of the things about this movie that is really strange to me as I do a very jarring cut Um It's it's CG. Well, the Martians are CG, which is that's not that strange in and of itself. It's funny to me that they look basically like Toy Story characters.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That like it's that level CG where it's like it's really good for the time, but like it's really kind of jarring because it's this fully realized like real world, and then you have these basically like Toy toy Story looking creatures walking around. But it's it's not really a Burton thing uh, at this point because you know his big thing is he's famous for like claymation yeah or yeah, stop he, motion animation
1: yeah he he originally wanted to do stop motion but uh i i can't remember if it was for budgetary reasons or yeah,
0: it was uh, it was because that cost a lot of fucking money
1: yeah a lot of money and a lot of time yeah. um I, I was watching uh, there's this new thing on netflix called like the 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 movies that made us holiday version or something. And they, they talked about, uh, they talk about all these, um, you know, fun Christmas movies that stood the test of time. And, uh, one of them was of course, nightmare before Christmas. And they talked about, this was something that I kind of already knew, but, uh, it still blew my mind to hear it again, that it took a week to film, I think 60 seconds, uh, like a 60 second scene, is that right like i feel like that's come up
0: in... i've heard i've heard that before but it's always like a different length of time it's always different lengths of time and i feel like okay. it longer as time goes on so like i remember hearing at one point it was like a week to do a minute like you said i've heard a week to do like 10 seconds i heard like a month to do a minute and i'm just like okay yes claymation and motion animation takes a long 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 time but if it took that long no movie would have ever used it yeah everybody would have died waiting on the goddamn thing to be finished
1: (laughs) yeah um but uh yeah i like i said just for for whatever reason they ended up not going with it and i I think the animators they even offered to do something like to to tinker with the animation to make it kind of look like fake stop motion but you know they ended up just being like fuck it we're gonna you know, we're going to do CG because I guess it better fits the the movie, the tone of the movie overall, I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like the the schlocky, very very much dated animation does the movie justice. Or, yeah, I, I think it you really want to the, put
0: it. the rare times where the CG being kind of terrible by modern standards actually is sort of charming right, for the movie. It, and it kind of I mean, adds to it because it's it's not a movie that you're supposed to take too seriously anyway, you
1: know? <laughs> no, not in the least bit. Um, and, and especially now that, you know, the CG has definitely dated quite a bit. I mean, like you said, you kind of compared it to toy story. Like you go back and watch toy story. Now, like if you're not watching the 4k version on a 4k TV, then it straight up looks like an unfinished animation rendering. That's like, that's what
0: it looks student like. film.
1: Yeah, it it does. Uh, it does not look fantastic. It, I mean, it very much looks like it was made by uh, a bunch of people in a garage, which is what the situation was uh, over at Pixar, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, Ted, like you said, in this case, it's it's almost enhanced by the the bad uh, animation, especially nowadays with the the animation being a bit dated
0: yeah like i said i think it kind of adds to it that whole because it it like now it looks even more like a schlocky b movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: right you know so I, and that's why i think it adds to it because it, it adds to that whole sort of pastiche
1: you're right yeah <clears throat> <clears throat> um i found a, a couple other like just little bits of trivia that i thought were interesting um so the the martian girl the one that you know, has to chew the gum in order to survive because it's, like, oxygen or yeah, whatever. Yeah, nitrogen gum. Yeah, she... Uh, the the actress that played her, uh, Lisa Marie, she apparently had to be sewn into the costume every day. Like, it didn't have any zippers, which is fucking insane. <laughs>
0: yeah, that thing was, like, crazy tight.
1: Yeah. I don't know how she was, breathed
0: in that fucking thing.
1: Yeah, it was super tight. And honestly, like, I... I didn't, I guess for whatever reason, I thought because the aliens were CG that that girl was also CG. Like, but I guess they use some sort of mocap uh, effects, animation, film style.
0: I'm not sure because she definitely like, there's an uncanny Valley look to her, to mm-hmm. that character. So I, I don't know if it's like CG or Just like sneaky filming techniques or what, but like you see her walking with Martin Short, even before they're walking, but just when he pulls up and he sees her and you're like, Hmm, something's off about like just the way she, like I said, that kind of uncanny Valley. Like it looks like a person, but you can kind of tell it's not. Yeah. Even though Uh, like that she was, I mean, obviously Lisa Murray is a human being, but like, mm -hmm there's just something off about the way that it looks on film. I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but I feel like if you've seen the movie, you kind of know what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. I also feel like it was maybe a little bit of an homage to, I forget the actress that played, it's just the the girl from plan nine from outer space that had just that crazy accentuated hourglass figure you know what i'm talking about with very busty yeah super thin waistline and then you know hips that were meant to bear quadruplets basically (laughs) her measurements were 34
0: 4, 34 that's (laughs) right that's not not safe at all
1: (laughs) yeah um so i i don't know that's just something that i i kind of randomly thought of just now like i'm i'm wondering if that was maybe done on purpose, for you know, to maybe yeah, pay homage I mean, I, I or like they, definitely,
0: they definitely played up like the the shtick with with that. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, also the the act the the you know
0: Martian dialogue. It's the,
1: yes, it's the only only word that the the Martians say. Um like the writers they they weren't sure what the martians should sound like so when they were writing it they literally just wrote like the word ak a bunch of times and they're just like fuck it that's good enough enough.
0: (laughs) that's one of those things that like it sounds so dumb you and i just talking about it but it works so well somehow yeah the like the different pronunciations of it and the way that it's enunciated like it's a three-letter not even a word it's like a it's like onomatopoeia almost, but they're just mm-hmm. like, ah, 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 you know, and it sounds like these angry ducks almost. <laughs> right. And I don't know why that's so funny because you're like, that's dumb, but it's so fucking funny. One of my favorite scenes in this old movie is when they, uh they send up the the tape or whatever to the martians and they're like we think this is all the misunderstanding and we welcome you back and the martian is like and then they high five i don't know why that's so fucking funny to me but just like <laughs> martians that sound like pissed off aflac ducks high-fiving right somehow
1: yeah um no i so i don't think i saw this movie in theaters uh, I, I caught it on you know uh, it was probably vhs because i'm fucking old uh but I I want to say that I saw it like maybe for the first time like with my cousins that that I would usually visit with um, in New York uh, during the summers and and so we we watched this movie like incessantly and we would just run around the house like like screaming ack ack at the top of my lungs and I think back like God damn, like I bet my parents and their parents wanted to just slam our heads into the fucking wall. Just like, shut the fuck
0: up. Yeah. But that's a normal parent emotion. So I don't think the acac added anything to it really.
1: Sure. Why not? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'll go with that. Um, But no, I, I thought it was funny that. And like, I think my favorite line of dialogue in this entire movie is Jack Black getting the courage to, you know go do the thing and he he grabs a rifle and just runs and he's like die you alien shithead yeah (laughs) and then the clip falls out or whatever
0: and he's like
1: uh uh, yeah and he's like oh i surrender
0: (laughs) that was so funny i i will say despite the the pacing being messed up with his inclusion his side Mm -hmm. story was fucking golden
1: yeah yeah it was pretty good
0: because all yeah. i could think the entire time i'm watching this is like this is so true to life
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it, just the whole like rednecks hillbillies living in a trailer
0: fight the fucking martians a thousand percent having grown right. up in the south i can promise you listeners who are not from here that is a real thing very
1: much so like yeah. j- just saying like no martians better come around here i'm gonna kick their butts
0: <laughs> and, the, and uh, his, his mother in that movie where she's like uh-huh. I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing they ain't getting the goddamn tv as she caught the shotgun, If i'm like i was just like yes that is exactly how that would happen <laughs>
1: right and like she had another great line that was also another favorite when uh, you know growing up watching this movie is when he comes home from the donut shop and he's like hey i got i got donuts from work and she's like how old are they and he's like fresh baked monday he's like oh that was six days ago all right well give me a couple
0: yeah there's a lot of great like delivery like or lines and deliveries in this movie we talked about those and of course i mentioned the pierce Brosnan one earlier which for me Mm -hmm. is one of the best line readings ever um but jack nicholson's got a great one in this too where they're they've convened in what is basically the doctor strange level war room right and he's like i want the people to know that two out of the three branches of the government are still working for them and that ain't (laughs) bad (laughs) that fucking kills me every time
1: yeah it's so good um and we haven't talked about natalie portman yet Uh, uh, except for mentioning that she was in the cast list but um i thought that she did a pretty good job in this movie you know she was relatively young i think when this movie was filmed like her uh when when the i don't know if he was the general or what he was the white dude uh that was like a yeah Yeah, he's just angry all the time he was basically what like angry uh winston churchill yeah like that that that's who he was and he's like uh, you know it's like idiots and like she just opens the door like you know down the hallway she's like can you keep it down people fucking live here.
0: yeah the the above it all teenager she she was great at that but i mean she was a teenager so it, it kind of was probably not that big of a stretch for her to play that character
1: <laughs> right and and then like at the very end, all of a sudden she's like super responsible. She's like, I bestow onto you the congressional medal of honor. Which is like, so dumb because like, why would she become the president? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I, right. Cause that's, I mean, that's an award that only the president can bestow. Right. Uh, I mean,
0: for Congress, I, I, somebody that's not a 15 year old girl in Washington, DC is who is responsible for that. I don't care how many people have died. The line of succession does not go to Natalie Portman. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that was going to be my argument. Like the whole planet just got nuked. Like they, they destroyed Easter Islands. Like they played uh, bowling with the uh, Easter Island heads. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they just nuked the planet from orbit, literally, as we like to say. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know, maybe just all, uh, you know, formalities go out the window. <laughs>
0: fuck it you're right i'm accepting aliens with green laser beams i guess i can i guess i can have this one go on
1: too (laughs) right yeah um also i like the dude's line where he's just like uh you know i also i i thought that maybe this would be a great great opportunity for us to like try out tps or (laughs) or whatever he says maybe we can live in tps after this i was like what
0: i also like that uh tom jones ever the consummate showman just begins singing to a random collection of wild animals after the <laughs> plane lands that that always <laughs> amused me as well
1: right like and the birds like bobbing his head like it's not unusual yeah.
0: i like tom jones i unironically like tom jones
1: he's a i mean he's a great vocalist and yeah. uh his tunes are very catchy i'll i'll admit to that um and yeah, apparently, I think I was reading that Tim Burton was, he was in Vegas. I don't know if he was like scouting locations or what, but he, like he ran into Tom Jones backstage because I, I guess he had a, what do you call it, Residency there, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he ran into him backstage and he was like hey i'm making a movie about aliens you fucking want to be and he's like of course i do and so him and like his backup dancers just ended up being in the movie like his actual backup
0: backup singers yeah that's his Uh, his yeah
1: yeah i I don't know why tom jones would have backup dancers
0: (laughs) that would imply whatever the fuck tom jones wants let's get that straight right now You make a song that right. bumps half as hard as what's new, Pussycat, and we can talk, all right? But until then, <laughs> Tom Jones gets whatever he wants.
1: Um, but anyways, back to the aliens and Natalie Portman and Tom Jones.
0: Yes. <laughs> Only in this movie does that context make any sense. <laughs> back, then, to this, oh, uh, back
1: to this alien movie with Tom Jones and Natalie Portman.
0: shakes and- the beer. Uh, For some reason, she's a 15-year-old president. I don't understand it either.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I guess she's president. I don't... I mean, like, literally a lot of people fucking got shot and and were vaporized in this movie. So... I mean, and the whole military was out there, too. So, like, uh, I I don't... it, It seems to me like everyone in the chain of commands would be next effectively yeah um well what else do you got any other thoughts regarding mars attacks no for me personally i
0: feel like that's a good place to leave (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, i mean for for a movie that gives us all that it does um you know i think it's appropriate to keep it short and sweet just just like the movie yeah
0: um uh let's do sure that doesn't suck david because we haven't done that in like a month so yeah
1: um, would you like to go first?
0: I will. Um, before I get into my uh, selection for sh- shit, that doesn't suck. Excuse me. I want to call myself out. <clears throat> uh, the last time we did this, my selection was Chappelle's show as it had just been put on Netflix. Uh, since then it has been taken off after Mr. Chappelle requested that be done. And the reason that he gave for it was because basically, uh, comedy central and the owners of comedy central, which I believe is Viacom, fucked him, which I, I sort of knew, um but did not know the extent of it which he went over so um he has requested that people do not watch that show do not support it because they owe him uh basically a shitload of money for it and i know what everybody's thinking he's already rich and this and that da, 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 da. here at the geek garage podcast and i'm gonna speak out of turn here david which is not something i normally do but here at the geek garage podcast we support solidarity among uh creators and artists and feel like they should be given their fair fucking shake whether that's uh, ten dollars or ten million dollars or ten billion dollars if you put mm-hmm. that much effort into something and grow it into something that people enjoy you deserve uh to benefit from it so yeah. i'm going to defer to him and say that you should boycott that show because fuck viacom
1: yes um i will agree 100 percent there uh I, I think you put it perfectly like like you said fuck viacom um <laughs> Yeah. You know, what what they did is, uh, you know, it was within the contract, but like he said in um, in a couple interviews and whatnot, it doesn't make it right. So,
0: yeah, and uh, more so than just the money, they also tried to ruin his fucking life when he wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. There. So, so fuck them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, my actual selection, which I hope doesn't come back to bite me in the um, ass. <laughs> this is a show that I think has got a cult following to it which I think kind of makes it fit with Mars Attacks, which is definitely a cult movie. Uh, and that is Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Now, for the approximate zero of you who have any idea what I'm talking about, you know what a great show this was. Um, this was a very short-lived by by design show um, from, from the BBC Four, I believe it was, uh, 15 or 20 years ago. It's basically a mockumentary slash satire of like horror and sci-fi tropes um where an author garth Marenghi, um who is kind of loosely based off of like stephen king and dean coons except if they were like the worst douchebags on the planet um talks about how he was to create a tv show that was like too transgressive basically for its time in the 1980s so they were just showing it for the first time in, in the early 2000s this show is so fucking absurd and I laugh every time. It it's all on YouTube because I don't I don't know that it was ever available on DVD in America. I've never found it on region 1 DVD, so hmm. uh, if somebody out there is wants to correct me and tell me where I can buy it, please do. Please do. <laughs> I love this fucking show so much. Um it's just so it's so fucking stupid, but it's so very quintessentially it's got that great like quintessential dry British humor but wrapped up in this ridiculous premise and it fucking kills me. And for those of you that are into some British shows there's p- some people in this with cameos or supporting characters that you'll probably recognize. Um 6 episodes they're all available on YouTube. <laughs> probably legally. Uh but definitely <laughs> uh you didn't hear that from me. But check it out. Garth Murray's dark place.
1: So it's really only 6 episodes? Yeah, yeah. Wow yeah limited, and that's the whole thing
0: to be a limited series to begin with
1: okay interesting um yeah i'll i'll have to check it out then um how long are the episodes do you remember
0: um they're like standard <laughs> sitcom length so i think they were written to be 30 with commercials so on youtube hmm. they're like 22 24
1: okay cool yeah i'll i mean I, british humor is something that i just did not get when i was like younger uh, in my formative years like you know high school age middle school age but like now i fucking love it like it's it's kind of like my bread and butter when it comes to just baseline humor and what i really think is funny so um but yeah for my uh shit that doesn't suck i actually have two if you don't mind um i originally just had one but i have uh, a second that's is a bit topical to our uh, our movie, to Mars Attacks. Um, so the first is Dark Skies. And I think this was actually recommended to me uh, back in October when I was doing the 31 Days of Horror thing. And I just never got around to it because I was recommended like a billion horror movies that I had never seen. And uh, I finally got around to watching it uh, a couple nights ago. And... While it is not a great alien invasion movie, it's it's definitely an interesting and I'll say good. It's, like I said, it's not great, but it's good. I, I feel like it apes uh, signs a little too much, um, although it doesn't really have like that, um, that classic uh, M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong twist towards the end. So, you know, in that right, it doesn't ape on it too hard, but it's, you know, still has that feeling of uh, maybe just the way the aliens were designed and um, the the suspense element and how the suspense is built. But yeah, it's, I I definitely recommend it if you're like super into aliens and want to watch like alien shit. So there's that. And then, another horror movie that I finally got around to watching because they just uh, stuck it on HBO max is misery. Um, and Ted, I know uh, this has been one that's come up uh, between you and I on the podcast, at least a few times. Um, didn't you list uh, any Wilkes as like one of your villains or something like that? Just a uh, okay. Um, I, I've, like i said i I could have sworn that this movie and her character has come up on the podcast at least once or twice and yeah uh but yeah this uh this movie was fucking crazy um i
0: very very fucking crazy great movie though
1: yeah i i loved it honestly like it's uh it was def. It was suspenseful, but in such a a different way. I mean, definitely in a Stephen King kind of sense. But, um, uh, yeah i I think hands down my. Well, I don't know if it's my favorite part of the movie, but it is definitely the craziest shit I've ever seen. Um, well, not the. Cra- okay it's some crazy shit when she whacks his fucking uh foot and ankle with the sledgehammer yeah i like so that was kind of sort of spoiled for me i mean to be fair um the three kings episode of uh, family guy initially spoiled like misery for me you know because they they fit three Stephen King book to movie adaptations in that one 22 minute episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't know until like you, you talked about it on the podcast that that's what goes down, but I didn't realize that, you know, how it was filmed, oh, it goes what, there. They, what they showed, yeah. what they didn't show. But yeah, like you see, like it looks so fucking real. And I was like, holy shit <laughs> like yeah. the the way his foot looks after she makes it out yeah i was like oh my god
0: <laughs> and what's I really, like what's this is a testament to that film in that you know by a lot of modern horror and and really modern action movies that's a pretty tame moment like there's not a, a tame in the sense like there's not a, an overt amount of gore and like we've seen right. so much more you know we, we've seen things that are so much more insane like anything mm-hmm. Franchises, the hostile franchises, like that—that moment pales in comparison. But just the, like you said, the way it's filmed, the way it's presented, and just like the, the sincerity of the acting, you're like, oh my god, it's so fucking uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, and um, uh, you know, Kathy Bates as Annie Wilkes, she just she carries the entire load of suspense on her shoulders, like through the entire movie, like she just navigates that fucking ship like a boss.
0: Um, If she had never done another movie other than that, she'd still be a great.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Hands down. And like part of me was afraid to watch this movie because of like, I had only known Kathy Bates to star in like, kind of like those fun, quirky, endearing roles where like she plays like either the comic relief or just like a fun character, you know? Um, I didn't, I I was up until this point, I was kind of okay with, not knowing the side of her as like this fucking crazy, you know, psychopath who like, I don't know. uh, Mercy killed is the right word, but like mercy killed people at the hospital and, you know, was in prison for it and then lives all alone in a fucking snowy mountainside. uh, But yeah, um, I loved it, you know, and I I was glad I, I finally got around to watching it. So yeah, misery is my second one. So,
0: Well, uh, since you picked two, I'm going to cheat and pick two. Um, As I've mentioned before on the podcast, I'm not a huge gamer necessarily. uh, But one game that I fucking love and I return to and I've put so many hours in that it's kind of embarrassing is Civilization V. I recently, uh, over the weekend, played that again. And I was like, I'm going to play for like 20 minutes and I'm going to stop. And that's not possible when you play Civilization (laughs) V. So I wound up, uh, I always play as Genghis Khan. Cause I'm a huge Mongol nerd. Um, and I always wind up just like spamming, uh, <laughs> spamming assault, uh, builds and just like wrecking shit around me. And it was actually pretty funny. My my girlfriend texts me like, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I'm knee deep in a ground war with, uh, Germany because he fucked around. So now you got to find out. <laughs> 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 uh, so Bismarck, you know, you know what you did, motherfucker. You got it. You got it um but yeah just i i love civ 5 civ 6 was was good but uh civ 5 is like the the pinnacle of the series to me um so i, I played i played some of it and then i was like i almost had to uninstall it because i was like ted you gotta chill you got to chill you're an adult now you can't do this shit anymore uh is that a pc game or a computer game or is it
1: for uh, uh yeah console? i've got it
0: on steam uh it's oh, okay. it, it, civ has always been predominantly like a computer game i think there's a couple different versions that are available on consoles i don't think they're as good because they're kind of hard to control
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um it's much easier to control when you have like a a mouse and keyboard um yeah but for, for this kind of game at least um but i think there are a couple of like ports available on console you can find some of the older Civ games for like next to nothing, especially on steam or even some of the newer, the newer Civ games for next to nothing during a steam sale. So if you want to mm. check it out, you can probably do it for not too much money, but man, I fucking have played the shit out of Civ five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, that's cool. Um, all right, well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of Z geek podcast. Um, like always, please subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, um, go ahead and mash that subscribe button like a boss uh, leave us a rating and review uh, we greatly appreciate one or five stars none of this middle of the road no bullshit
0: bullshit you commit god damn it
1: yep you do it do the thing uh and uh if you want to leave a one star at least make it funny
0: you know make it worth our time uh
1: yeah anyways uh thank you so much for tuning in if you made it this far congratulations and i'm sorry and as always, be kind, stay kiki, and eat lots of cheesecake.
0: Bye. Peace.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm just, uh, you know, a, a cock blocker and um, you well, know a twat that's... swatter. And okay. I don't. Just... I'm
0: not familiar with that second one, but. <laughs>